Love that. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness, Food, and Fun, a chat with Andy Mack. This is episode number six. Just a quick reminder, we're here to talk with people from all areas of the fitness world to help you feel a little more comfortable and just be relatable to you. And today, I am very happy to be joined by my friend and CrossFit Games athlete, Siobhan Blancaflor. So Siobhan, as I was saying, uh, a couple of things that I know about you from an athletic perspective. Obviously, I just mentioned that you were a CrossFit Games athlete. And just for folks out there to be able to put that into perspective, out of the millions of people that do CrossFit around the world, there's only a handful, small handful of people that actually even get to go to the CrossFit Games. So you're in like a fraction of a percent of the most fit people in the entire world. To add to that, I know you played soccer. I'm pretty yep. sure you played in college. I did. And so obviously then you played in high school and then youth sports growing up and we mm -hmm. you can fill us in on that. And then you're also a big skier. So it seems like every week I'm seeing a post <laughs> that you are in Vail or you're at Breck or one of the many other Colorado ski areas. So I say that with, with much envy. So let us know if there's anything I missed about you sure. that you want to fill us in and then kind of tell us where fitness all started in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So let's bring it all the way back to age three. I actually started dancing for, that was my first sport. Danced for 12 years, started soccer, I think about age four. And then we decided, I decided I also wanted to be super busy. So I added gymnastics in there as well. So I trained competitively for gymnastics and soccer for most of my, you know, younger years. And then when high school hit, I decided to shift gears and focus more on soccer and less on gymnastics, but the gymnastics background certainly helped with all of my CrossFit endeavors and all of my successes in CrossFit. Started CrossFit back in 2013. Can't believe it's been that long. After finishing my collegiate soccer career, decided I needed to do something. So I just didn't gain all of the weight from going out every weekend after being a 21 year old. <laughs> so yes, CrossFit just kind of fell in my lap. My sister actually had me go to a CrossFit class when I was home over the summer one, one year and there was squatting and something crazy. And the coach was like, wow, you're really good at this. I was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> so found a local gym because I was still in grad school at that point. And then it just kind of developed from there. I was just doing CrossFit to kind of learn the movements, have some fun, um, met some really, really awesome people through CrossFit, Andy being one of them. But really, it kind of transformed. 2016 was the best open of my life. I was training up at CrossFit Hartford with Kevin Doyle, who was, I think, the first guest on your show, one of the first. And the workout, open workouts just really were in my wheelhouse. We actually didn't record the first attempts of the first week, but I had placed, I think, top 30 or 20 in our region. So Kevin and I had a quick discussion and said, okay, it's time to redo this workout and record. And then it just went from there. All the workouts were great. I ended up qualifying for regionals that year. And it was kind of crazy. I mean, I was doing competitive training with Kevin. He was giving me programming but I was really just developing all my skills. I think one thing about CrossFit and for the people who do do CrossFit, the sport has developed so quickly and so rapidly and so differently in 
and I think that it's varies so much from other sports, right? And we're introducing new movements every so often. It's constantly changing, which makes it super fun. But yeah, that year it just kind of it all worked out. Every all the stars aligned, and I was able to qualify and compete at regionals. And then following that year, Jay Lydon, who's the coach of CrossFit Milford, he also has Conquer Athlete, which is his programming. Very successful. He has dozens of games athletes. Um, he reached out to me and said, hey, we're looking for another girl on our team. We would love for you to come train. And that's kind of how that all happened. In a flash, right? In a flash, yeah. Kind of a whirlwind. It's funny because I've been watching some documentaries recently on people that came to fame, whether it was you know Nirvana or Biggie Smalls. And if it feels like to us that they've sort of been famous forever, but really it happened in a very short, Mm -hmm. you know, condensed period of time that they hit stardom and were famous. And then to when it, to when it ended, did it feel kind of like that to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Looking back now, I mean, I went to the games in 2017, so that was like many moons ago. It feels like Um, that whole year leading up kind of from when regionals ended in 2016 to that whole following year till the end of August in 2017 it was a blur it was literally wake up train go to work go back to the gym train some more make sure you're getting you know your eight hours of sleep make sure you're eating enough food and it was just like groundhog's day every day and I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world I mean I the discipline that you have to have to get to that level was insane. And I was fortunate. I was at a point in my career where I was able to dedicate the time to CrossFit and my athletics. I certainly can't do that now, but yeah, it was like a flash and you're like, Oh, it's over. What do I do now? Did it feel a little bit like here you are day one, you're walking into the gym with Kevin, you're Mm -hmm. doing a workout. And next thing you know, you're at the CrossFit games. Yeah, pretty much. I just, I just find that fascinating, like how fast it goes. And then in really everyone's athletic window too, like is a short period of time, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's 10 years that you can go until it's like, Hey, I got to think about retirement. And then in the CrossFit world, people are retiring in their mid twenties. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, Matt the, just retired. <laughs> yeah. Frazier, the fittest man in the world. He's like, you know, I had enough at 27. I think he is. Yeah. Something right there, around there. Yeah. So I, I think I always find that fascinating. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wind you back a little bit because one of the things you said piqued my interest. You said okay. you started sports at a very young age. So it sounds like your parents are the ones that got you into sports. Obviously, if you're doing it at three years of age, um, mm-hmm. were they a big influence? Are, are they athletes as well? Yeah. So my mom, actually, my mom was a big skier, also a big tennis player. My dad played soccer in high school. I have an older brother, a younger sister and a younger brother. So I think my parents put us in sports mainly to keep us busy. So we weren't at each other's throats, but yeah, I mean, we definitely sports and being athletic and fit has always been an important part of our lives. And I think just a way to really get our energy out. So we're tired enough to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. I think that all parents hope for that. And yeah. Uh, I guess everyone has the dream. My kid's going to be a star, which, you know, you turned out to be, but I think a lot of times parents just want to be able to go watch their kids and cheer for them and and hopefully gives them something constructive. Did you feel like the sports that you did growing up also contributed to maybe some confidence that you have or just providing some, some structure in your life? Absolutely. I think doing 
gymnastics and doing it as competitively as competitively as I did when I was young really ingrained in me the like the need for discipline the need for structure and uh, admittedly sometimes to a fault I need a lot of structure I'm very type a in that in that way I definitely like to be the best at what I do so I think just from doing gymnastics and having those values and all of that kind of embedded in my everyday training has certainly shaped me to be able to, you know, put my head down and train as hard as I did for that year leading into the games. I mean, the mental tenacity and the strength, mental strength that you need to do that. It's, it's unmatched. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that when you think about youth sports, people just think, Hey, probably a bunch of little kids just running around. But the reality is you're learning a ton of life lessons, even whether or not it's just win or lose. And like you said, it provided you great structure to, to be disciplined and to, to become um, an, an elite athlete. But so we talked about what fitness is, how, how you got here, you know, how you came up, wh- where it was. How about today? What's, what's, today. The, how, what's fitness I, in your life today? I just completed the 2021 Open last night. Fitness is very different than what it was in 2017. Definitely took a big step back from, I don't compete at all anymore. Actually, Following the CrossFit Games in 2017, I, I had a bulging disc in my back from one of the workouts. So the way in which I train is very different. I certainly dabbled in competitions. I think I went to Wadapalooza after the 17 games to compete. But now I'm lucky if I work out two or three times a week. Definitely have shifted my focus to more of my career and aligning everything that I've learned in the fitness world to everything that I'm doing in my career, working in the wellness sector of healthcare, understanding that. So taking all of my experiences and knowledge and putting them forth in a way that can kind of help the greater good is kind of where my fitness is now. I certainly like to be active. I'm a better person when I'm active. I'm cranky if I don't work out, but really right now trying to figure out where it falls in my life. Certainly skiing, was not skiing when I was training for the games because I couldn't possibly get hurt. That's been a huge part of my life this past year, which has been fantastic. And really just exploring different ways to get fit and do fitness, dabbling and running, although I'm not good. This is the first time I've ever felt joy running because it's not for anything other than myself. And not having a goal in fitness is weird for me because I'm super goal oriented, but it's also very freeing because I don't have to answer to anybody if I feel like going rock climbing one day, I can, if I feel like doing a 10 minute yoga session, it's cool. So that's definitely different, but a good different in my fitness life. It sounds like what you've just described is you kind of, you blossomed in a sense where you you're free. You're a lot more free now. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have the restrictions of basically being a professional athlete. Yeah. You know, I I bring in Frazier back into the conversation. I read that, you know, when he was, or actually was on the podcast with Joe Rogan, he had said, you know, he, he wouldn't do anything, go anywhere, especially with like the, the COVID situation. He wouldn't even use knives when it got close to yeah. the games in case he was going to cut his hand. So it sounds like you went through a bit of that. Like you wouldn't even go skiing. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit how much more free you feel today going about doing whatever you want. Um, sure. Yeah. I think I, it's just, it's one of those things. And I don't want to discount the work and the dedication that all of these professionals athletes do because what they do is incredible and be able to show up and do it day after day, year over year. That's, that's exceptional. The mental tenacity that you have to have to be able to do that is insane. For me, I feel like I'm living a more full life, really enjoying experiences as they come 
not feeling obligated to say yes or no, but if it feels right, I can do it. Not having to worry about, well, if I do this, how's it going to affect training tomorrow? Am I going to get enough sleep? Should I really not go out tonight? I mean, I didn't drink alcohol for the entire year that I was training. That was a personal choice. It's not like someone told me I couldn't, but I knew to be my best self drinking my wine every night probably wasn't the best idea. (laughs) But yeah, definitely free, I think is a good word. Open, more open to new experiences and being more willing to try new things. I think there's, you know, you can't try a new sport because God forbid you get hurt. Now, if I want to go try, I don't know, wakeboarding or something, I I don't feel like I can't. Yeah. And it seems like in in one sense, like it's, it's tough to let go of something like that. You're so successful in it. And it's something that was a big part of your life, mm-hmm. but it, it does sound like it's a little bit of a, a blessing. On the other hand, now your, your life is so open to some other things. Mm-hmm. One, one other thing I'd, I'd like you to touch upon a little bit, you mentioned sure. the injury that you had, which mm-hmm. I imagine that was tough. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like having to come back from the injury? Yeah. So actually it's kind of crazy. So One of, and I'm not sure exactly when the injury happened. I have an idea of when it happened. The final workout of the CrossFit Games in 2017 for teams, it was one of the workouts with the stupid worm, which I hate and I never want to touch again. That huge, long 600 pound thing that you have to have on your shoulders. One of the workouts, they had to have two of the athletes go complete work while the other four held the worm. Mm -hmm. And I think from that static hold, I slipped a disc or had a bulging disc from that. Tasha was actually my PT when I was coming back from that injury. So watch her episode plug. She, it's just, it's debilitating. I mean, back injuries, I wouldn't wish them on my worst enemy, but to feel like you can't move and, you know, do what you want to do. And especially with something that you can't see is very difficult. You feel like you should be progressing faster and you're like, I've done all this training. Why is this taking so long? But patience Certainly my patience was tested during that. I, I exacerbated it doing a qualifier for Wadapalooza that year, which wasn't great, but yeah, when you get injured, make sure you take it seriously. <laughs> it's my advice. And I, and I think the other thing that's good for people to hear is that when you get an injury, you're not done, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's light at the end of the tunnel. You, you can heal. I mean, it's, it's in some cases, it's a very tough road back. Yeah. But you, you were able to do it. So I think that that is inspirational for, for people to see, especially mm-hmm. to the, the level at which you perform and compete and do athletics. Transitioning us into the second part of fitness, food, and fun is food. I know that obviously food is a big part of being an athlete at your level, but tell us a little bit about what food, food is like in your life. Currently? Yeah, tell us. Food in my life right now. I feel like I've never been like the best person for nutrition. I also, and this is kind of a crazy thing and you can add this or leave it out. So I have Crohn's disease, Mm -hmm. um, which is an autoimmune disease that affects your GI tract. So food for me, I don't eat as like a typical person would like leafy greens, very bad for me, which goes against a lot. Obviously you look at macros and all the templates that are out there and all the nutrition coaches that want you to use their program. I work with a nutritionist from M2 performance nutrition. He's been my nutritionist now for four years, but I 10 for 10, if you can afford it and you want to, I recommend working with somebody who is an expert in nutrition, even if you're just a regular person who 
wants to be a little bit smarter about what they eat. My, I drink a lot of wine. (laughs) I enjoy wine. No, but my, my diet's pretty much what it's always been. I eat a lot of chicken, a lot of rice, sweet potatoes, regular. I like I like regular potatoes better than sweet potatoes. So I eat those more. I throw vegetables in when I can, but for me, I eat super well overcooked vegetables because that's the only way that my body can um, deal with them. Yeah. I mean, I like my sweets. I always have candy in my house. Always. Everyone's like, why is this here? I was like, because if I want a piece of candy, I'm going to have it. I think growing up for us, I we were never restricted. We always had everyone came to our house because we had the best snacks. But I think because we always had them, we never really craved them or needed them. Not to say doing it the other way is wrong. It just worked for us. Grew up as a whole milk family, still love my whole milk. But yeah, I mean, I eat what I feel like I eat. I very, I very much listen to my body. And I know that sounds stupid and ridiculous, but There'll be days I'm craving a salad and I just eat a salad, even though it might not be the best for me on the later end of things. Yeah. I kind of just listen to what my body needs. I do track my food every once in a while, just to make sure I'm getting enough calories in. Cause I am a chronic under eater, like probably most people, but then there's days, you know, everyone has their days. I mean, go to McDonald's, get your food, mm-hmm. have, a, have a day where you're just eating whatever you feel like it. And it's all about balance for me. And I think for everyone. Yeah, I was going to say we had, you know, there was a CrossFit competition that we had at the gym one time. And then we had a barbecue that followed it up afterwards. And I always wondered, you know, at the time, like, well, what is, what is Shivani? And, you know, she's unbelievable, right? She's, so I see her, Kevin's like, who wants a cheeseburger? Like me. And who wants <laughs> a cheeseburger? Like me. And I'm like, all right, all right. That's how it goes. Yeah. You know, first, I, I do want to say, I, I love that you shared that with us about Crohn's because I've known so many people that have had that it's, it's, it's pretty common. Yeah. And how challenging and, and even debilitating it can be. So I, I think that, you know, what you've been able to accomplish with having Crohn's disease is really inspirational and a great yeah. thing for, for people to hear out there. But let me ask you this. So you've got one meal, you know, or what are you going to get? What are you going to order? Or even you've got a whole entire day, if you want to just eat whatever you want, what's on the platter? Tacos. Tacos, yes. Mm-hmm. Love like a good, I mean, like around here, like if someone could just, if I had unlimited access to bar taco and I could order as many as I wanted, I, I would. That's like my go-to <laughs> place. Yeah, it's no cost because those things are expensive. They add up quick. You know, tacos, I love like a good pasta dish, but that's not like my go-to. I don't know. I think I'm very simple. Yeah, tacos, if I had to eat something like the same thing for the rest of my life, it'd be tacos. Tacos. Last mm-hmm. meal is tacos. tacos. Is there any specific type of taco? Are we talking burritos here, shells? What do we like? I just like the fillings. Like, I mean, a chicken taco is great. A beet, like a traditional, you know, beef taco is awesome. I love carnitas. I mean, pretty much anything. All things, all things Mexican that yeah. way. I, I also say that we have yeah. tacos quite a bit. And I, I say I could eat, I could eat Mexican food. That would be my thing. If I had to get forced to eat one food, I, you know, a style of food, I, I think we, we could get by with that. Yeah. Be pretty happy. Because you, sure. you can literally eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And there's could. always mm-hmm. something super tasty that you could you could have. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, one of my go-tos, like in the morning, I often eat rice for breakfast. I don't know if that's like the Asian in me or if it's just 
like a little stir fry in the morning, a little bit of egg. I was going to ask, is it Spanish rice or Mexican rice or it's, it's not it's white, it, rice, white rice. Yeah. White rice with a little butter. Yeah. That'll Nothing do better. Awesome. You know, so the, the third part, we'll go ahead and transition right into the fun section. Let's okay. talk about what is fun in your life. What is fun in my life? Well, right now I've been doing tons of house projects. I don't know if they're fun, but they're rewarding. No, fun for me is honestly like doing stuff like this, having having meaningful conversations with like-minded individuals, really in any setting, whether it's a podcast, whether it's over a drink with close friends. I'm really getting to a point in my life where being around good humans, intellectual people, thought provoke having thought provoking conversations to me that there's nothing more fun than that. I feel like there's I'm at a point in my life, I'll, I'll be 30 this year, which is daunting and scary. Just, yeah, being around good people, having, looking at like the greater good, figuring out how we can contribute to that. A lot of my fun, it's just kind of weird, is in my work right now. I work in operations for Hartford Healthcare, but a lot of the work we're doing is figuring out how to create space for wellness for our employees and then subsequently for our communities focused on figuring out where the act the barriers are, how we can help better to support and really getting the word out. I mean, education, understanding nutrition, all of that stuff to become, you know, a more wholesome person, figuring out where the food deserts are. That stuff's super exciting to me. It's probably really boring to most other people, <laughs> but yeah, the, we're doing a lot of really cool work and it's nice to see that it can be kind of transplanted into other facets of communities. Yeah. And I, I think it's great. I think everyone hopes it for that. You know, everyone says, let's, let's make my vacation, my vocation. And, right. And it sounds like you've done it. Yeah. So fitness has been a huge part of your life, you know, for what you've done, you know, as a, a CrossFit Games athlete, soccer player, mm -hmm. but you, but it's, you've also made it your profession, but the best part is like hearing how much you love it. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you love doing that. You love basically, it sounds like giving back and, you know, helping people with their health is really where you gain the most out of it. So I think that's a, a great message to hear. And then on top of that, so your work has had you travel and you got a big life change going up here. Make make a little announcement, if that's okay, <laughs> that you will be moving to Colorado because when you were going out there, it's uh, ski time. So one thing I'd just like to ask you about is, you know, when you're skiing, what type of a skier are you? Are you like, I got to go fast? Are you like, I like to look at the snowflakes fall as I'm cruising down the mountain? What are you? Find me the highest peak with the best groomed trail and I'm going down that. <laughs> Speed demon? Speed demon. Yeah. Do not like the moguls, mainly because I'm just not good at them. How about terrain parks? Is that in your wheelhouse or is it just burning down? Um, one of my goals is to be able to do a backflip on skis, which I feel like I can do, but I probably should practice a little bit. At least you Maybe got like gymnastics going for you, but I definitely like the idea of the, the practice first. Yeah. They can like maybe find a way I can like get on skis that I'll do a backflip into like a foam pit. That that'd be ideal. Yeah. Well, you're moving out there to Colorado. I think you can probably find those places on the corner, you know, mm -hmm. yes. every yeah. block now. Mm -hmm. a good benefit of of you moving out there anything else that you you do that's just a fun time for you that you'd like to share with people well pre-covid traveling was my thing so hopefully <laughs> that'll happen again i haven't been out of the country in like three years and it's killing me wanderlusting 
Yes, for sure. Yeah. One of our, for my 30th, we had planned years and years ago for my sister, my mom and me to go to Paris for my 30th, just to explore the city. I haven't been there since I was 13. So hopefully maybe 31, we'll be able to do that. Yeah. I always find traveling is also one of my favorite things just to my biggest takeaway is seeing different cultures and that I just love how people think differently. Yes. Yeah. And I think sentence to people in different places, they think about it completely differently. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I agree. I guess one of the, one of the silver linings for me, since I am fully vaccinated now, thank God, and going out to Colorado, kind of taking that I've done a ton of international travel. I have not done a ton of travel in the United States. So not being able to leave the country has afforded me the opportunities to go to different states and really digest their cultures because they are so different from what we're used to. I mean, even Connecticut, we have a very different culture than, you know, Park City or Denver. So trying to take experiences that I would think I would only get internationally and trying to apply them to, you know, all different parts of our our own humongous country. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's so fitting in, in my opinion, from my viewpoint of you moving out there to Colorado, because with the time that I've spent out there and I've got some really good friends that live out there. So I spent a decent amount of time. I mean, people will go mountain biking on their lunch break and that's just, that's the norm. That's just how, how people, Mm -hmm. you know, live life. And then whether it's, you know, Monday through Friday of the week afterwards, people are like, well, it's ski night on Wednesdays, or, you know, it's mountain climbing on Thursdays. Right. Is mm-hmm. kind of how it goes, and, and the work-life balance, I think, is a, li- a little, little better. Yeah, yeah, better. yeah. Definitely yeah. excited to experience a little bit more nature and be able to do it for more than four months, like here in Connecticut when it just gets dark. Yeah, that's very nice. It's funny because one of my friends that lives out there says, you know, it's one of the only places you can live where you can literally go skiing on the mountain and then get, when you finished up, go down to the beach or or right. vice versa all on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be pretty rad. So as a closer, we are fitness, food, and fun. Would you like to tell us how fitness, food, and fun fit together for you in life or how you think of it, fitness, food, and fun as uh, discrete pieces? They definitely all intertwine, I think. I think kind of that whole balance, you know, mind, body, soul, you can't have one without the other kind of pulls in the fitness, food, and fun, right? I mean, having some fitness while enjoying yourself and making sure you're eating the right things, at least some of the time is important. And I don't think you can have one without the other. And my advice to people is to find, find the fitness, no matter what it is that you have fun doing, whether it's going for a walk every day for 10 minutes, or if it's being a BMX bike rider, if it's being a psychopath like us and do CrossFit, I mean, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a really important message because fitness is different for absolutely everybody. You do what you can. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's probably, I don't know what the percentages are, probably something I should know, but how many people actually exercise? I think it's probably a small portion. So just doing that for yourself. And I think if you read what is a good thing to do to help you with any type of ailment, essentially, exercise is in there, whether it's mental or physical. So I love that you, you brought that in. And I just want to say thank you very much for being my guest today. This was great. You had a lot of great messages. Thank you for sharing a lot of the messages that you did today. If there's anything else you want to hit us off with in closing, let it fly. Otherwise, 
that's it for today, folks. And thank you very much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Andy.